Hello everyone and welcome back to the GMS Markets Podcast. I'm John Chaplin and I'm joined today by Vageli Hatsitianis, Senior Trader for GMS in Athens. Hi Vagelis, the word that jumps out from the front page of the weekly report today is caution. Hi John, uh, thank you for arranging this again this week. Yes, uh, this week uh, is indeed uh, highlighting some cautious in the market there, especially with all the fluctuations that are being taking place. In particular, both the hot markets at the moment in the subcontinent at least is India and Bangladesh and we have witnessed some significant fluctuations taking place on both the markets. On the other hand, Pakistan is a little bit more steady and Turkey whilst a small correction has taken place, the demand still remains firm there. Sure. Uh, you mentioned volatility. I mean, that's a good thing for traders, right? Well, it depends on the time of uh, your purchase and the sale, I guess. Uh, but volatility is what defines the trade, right? Uh, so basically, if you look uh, at India in particular a couple of weeks ago or even less than this, uh, we saw some significant fluctuations on the steels there. From, uh, For example, beginning of March, we were looking at steel prices in the region of 640. And uh, we saw that making... Uh, a significant improvement around mid of March in the region of 710 and uh, then corrected down all the way to 618 and shooting up again to the 680s. So, you know, while volatility is good, so much volatility is always putting some doubt in someone's mind of what really should be expected, uh, not only on the long term, but even short term. There's a suggestion in the weekly report that scrap prices may have peaked. Can we be sure about that? That's hard to say for sure. I mean, uh, obviously, when a new barrier is about to, to be crossed, uh, there is uh, say no minds related in the industry. But we faced that when the market was uh, exceeding the 400s, the 500s later on, and the 600s even uh, last year. And now we are just crossing the 700s. And uh, of course, people are thinking, is this uh, the peak? Should the uh, correction be anticipated, especially in such a volatile envi- environment uh, that is uh, that we are facing right now? Uh, so, yes, right now it seems that people are hesitant to maintain the figures excess the 700 uh, barrier, but uh, nonetheless there are a couple of sales that are taking place in these sort of figures and, uh, you know, it does not take longer after that to, for more people to follow that. Of course, all, everything is going to depend at the end of the day on the commodities and uh, not only steel prices, uh, but uh, other commodities like, for example, the oil that we have seen fluctuating have an indirect uh, impact on that and the sentiments all over. Sure. I noticed that Brent crude is back up to $112 a barrel this morning. You think that will translate into a corresponding rise in the scrap price? Well, that remains to be seen. I mean, were, the, oil, the brand was trading below the $100 uh, per barrel, uh, barrel a couple of weeks back again, and uh, then we saw it uh, shooting up to $130, then back to 100 last week. And now this week uh, we're waking up and again it's excess 110. So, I mean, it's uh, volatility everywhere. If that uh, keeps on uh, rising, it's uh, anticipated that it uh, will have an impact on the steel prices as well. And on the supply side, There's a suggestion in the report today that the shortage of vessels coming for recycling is still a factor in keeping prices high. For sure, I mean, uh, for sure the lesser supply is definitely having an impact uh, on uh, the appetite of uh, the end buyers eventually. It is uh, very noticeable that the charter rates in the dry and the container segment keep on uh, not suggesting that any sort of uh, unit should be anticipated to be scrapped, uh, even if it is uh, early 2000s built or I dare to say even late 90s. I mean, uh, we have uh, seen uh, ship owners uh, become creative and basically uh, utilizing this uh, momentum with 
both, uh, both the segments, the dry and the container, I mean. Um, and uh, there are very, very limited uh, candidates in that respect, uh, mostly on indicative basis, and you don't see that uh, developing firm uh, eventually. Uh, on top of that, uh, as it was suggested also in our last podcast, uh, podcast I believe, uh, the, the, on the tanker front, uh, the situation becomes a little bit similar because uh, charter rates uh, have started improving uh, on that segment as well. It's not anywhere near to what the container or the dry segment are doing, but still uh, people are hoping that for tankers that's the light at the end of the tunnel that uh, everybody has been waiting for for the past few years. For example, a few Aframaxes where that were discussed earlier are now enjoying uh, for sure health the rates uh, and uh, it remains to be seen how the VLCC and the Suez Max uh, sector are going to uh, keep on developing and if they're going to stabilize at healthy rates then uh, I really don't see any significant demand coming up. Although people have been uh, you know, keeping close in touch, especially for their early 2000 uh, build units to see what the scrap value is uh, basically reflecting on these sort of assets. And the uh, assets have been highlighted in our weekly as well. And it's noticeable that a comment that is suggesting that basically the residual value of several assets have been doubled since uh, last year, more or less. So yeah, I mean, uh, to answer your question, the supply is not there and uh, definitely the demand is uh, being impacted uh, on that front. But what's uh, very interesting to highlight at this point is the Pakistani market because uh, that's probably the more steady market in, ster in terms of steel prices and in fact uh, basically uh, has made the only uh, improvement since the beginning of the year of 2022 and uh, it has come from what it was in the 760s all the way to the mid 800s that's still prices I'm highlighting again with no real declines that are taking place but nonetheless uh, and despite the lack of tonnage in the market the buyers there are really not buying I mean they're just on a wait and watch mode and uh, in that respect, the very few limited uh, candidates that are coming in the market are mostly being committed in uh, their counterparts in uh, India for green recycling mostly or even Bangladesh uh, for the rest of the tonnage. We're reporting that in Pakistan that the market's still quiet. Do they know something we don't? Uh, well, I'm not really sure about that, but definitely, I mean, the sort of numbers we are seeing right now are uh, highlighting um, records for over a decade now. And uh, basically, if I was a buyer, I would be thinking twice uh, before making any speculative position. Uh, but definitely, it depends on uh, what other is, what else is keeping them busy there. Uh, Pakistan had not been extremely busy into 2021 and it remains to be seen for how long they're going to keep on operating with uh, this lack of tonnage that we are witnessing in the market. If I have to take a guess, I would guess that Pakistan sooner or later has to come back in buying, uh, probably in a combination with um, lack of uh, buying from Bangladesh, maybe that kind of leads to an equilibrium between the two markets. Turning to India, in the report this week, we talk about a turnaround story where last week levels had fallen by I think $65 a ton and then clawed back $45 a ton. And that's helped to boost confidence among buyers in Alang. Does that make it difficult trading in a market with such wild swings? Uh, of, of course it does. I mean, uh, it takes some time for uh, steel prices to have stabilized in order for buyers to, to be confident in these sort of levels. I mean, yes, you have, especially in India, on a daily basis, fluctuations in the region of two, five dollars uh, per ton or so on. But uh, on a weekly basis, anything near to this uh, level suggested, 65, 70 per ton, even pe making people anxious there and uh, hesitant to offer. So they they are trying to maintain the levels despite an immediate fluctuation on the positive front and making them a little bit more hesitant on an immediate fluctuation on the negative front, of course. Sure. Let's go over to Turkey, which is edging ever closer to $500 a ton. 
How much of the gain is due to the conflict in the region? Well, it, it's hard to quantify that, but uh, definitely, I mean, this week we saw a, a, a minor uh, correction in the steel prices in the region of $10, $15. But uh, what I noticed, which is remarkable to me and uh, sends a big signal, is that people in Turkey are there to buy tonnets for even more forward deliveries, uh, like uh, May and June, which is a significant indicator from where I'm coming from, because it means that uh, if they're willing to bet on a longer delivery, uh, plus the quantic time that is required for each unit, uh, it, it means that uh, they really believe in that market, even if uh, such levels are, again, historical heights. I mean, the Tur Turkish levels uh, being anywhere near the 500 mark has not been something we've seen any time uh, recently in the past. And the appetite is there, the tonnage is not there, so it's a combination for a commercial discussion, you know? Sure. And last but not least, what's happening over in Chittagong? Did any of the sales to Bangladesh recyclers start with the number seven? Well, there have been a couple of sales uh, which uh, have definitely crossed the 700 mark. Uh, actually, I would uh, say in the low 700s. So basically, uh, it remains to be seen if that's the beginning of uh, this uh, landmark of figures or basically if it's just a couple of... Uh, you know, isolated uh, purchases that have taken place there. Having said that, the steel price fluctuation that took place towards the end of the week has not really helped to kind of make me confident in uh, saying that uh, it's going to go closer to the mid-700s, but definitely then demand is there and the purchasing appetite has been, you know, proven so far. Okay, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast this week. Thank you very much. Thank you indeed. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to receive our weekly report in PDF format, just drop me an email at bd at gmsinc.net.